We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Essential Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics. I got a question to ask you, Matt. All uh, right, John. Um, now, now, we have a printed order of service. We, we print everything out. Do you print everything out when you do your worship? Well, or? Just about everything, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we just like to about. Keep guessing. <laughs> so so we, random so parts are left out to see if people remember well, them. You know, or every what? third word is left out just to kind of <laughs> keep people on their toes. No, no, no. So, yeah, our bulletins, I guess yeah. you can call them, our order of worship. Yeah, everything except sometimes hymns. You know, we have our hymnals. Oh, okay. So, those might not yeah, be we don't, we don't print like out the hymn books either, yeah. but, but we do print out. Uh, well, here's my do you print out the lessons? Yeah, the Bible readings, sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you, when you have a psalm, do you print out the psalm? Uh, yes, we do. All right. I'd be willing to bet you money that when you print out the psalm, you don't print out the title of the psalm, do you? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. In fact, I challenge you, for those of us, and in fact, I think this would apply to all of the churches out here. I know it applies to us Lutheran churches in our new hymn book. When you, when you, next time you go to church, pull out your, your hymn book, and most hymn books have psalms in them. I'd be willing to bet you money that they don't have the titles of the psalms in them. I was surprised to see that our hymn book doesn't. It just says Psalm 1, and then it just, but it doesn't give you the title. Uh-huh, interesting. Okay. It's just the, the text of the psalm, yeah, just the but text not, not the title of the psalm. And that's a mistake, because sometimes the titles are really, really, really significant. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, you can learn a lot from the title, the context in which the psalm was written. You bet. Can, can I give you an example? Would you like an example I today an on ex- wrestling I, I with had the basics? Feeling <laughs> that there might be an example coming. All right. So you have your Bible because the Bibles do do this, which is why I'm kind of surprised that the hymn books don't. I guess it's to conserve space or whatever. Uh, um, I think you need to get out your sharpie. Take out, go hymnal by hymnal through St. Paul's All, all and 225 hymn books. And, and you need to write oh, in. Trinity, that'd be another 250 or yeah, so total. Just, yeah. yeah, just write in the little, 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 titles. little titles under every song. Something for me to do in my retirement. Perfect. Matt. You've been yeah. looking for something to do. All right. Up. Well, then when I'm done, I'll come over and do yours for you. <laughs> Great. Um, but read Psalm 90. Or don't read Psalm 90. Okay. Read the title all of right. Psalm 90. Psalm 90. Okay. <laughs> A psalm by Pastor Lecomps. No, you're not that old. I'm joking. Uh, no wonder you wanted a, the titles to be included. You're in here. No. Uh, How old are you now, sir? <laughs> what, what was your just last birthday here on February 29th? That's right. Nine and three-fourths, John. Which Nine is, and three-fourths. Give me a real number. It translates to 39. Yeah, so next year, the big uh, four I will so never hear the out. end of it. This is your last year as young blood. Oh, boy. Anyway, what's the title All for Psalm right. 90? A Prayer of Moses. Yeah. And, and in fact, uh, 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 that's the only the only bi- uh, psalm titled that. So that as far as we know, that's the only psalm that was actually written by Moses. By Moses. Do, do you like the old hymns? Do you like the old hymns? Oh, I love the old hymns. So this hymn is literally 400 years 
earlier than all the rest of the Psalms, or at least the Psalms of David that are in the book of Psalms. Yeah, this is ancient. So this is an old one yeah. that they drug up, and they must have loved it because, no, you got to put it in the new hymn book, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, we're not going to put it until, you know, maybe 90 or so. We won't make it one of the first ones, but, but that's we right. need to get it in there. At the, at the 400th hymn book, <laughs> we want to stick it in there. Um, and, and, and read it again, because the, the title actually is going to tell us everything you're going to okay, learn so today yeah, in Psalm so 90. It says, A Prayer of Moses, but then it goes on. It says, The Man of God. All right. So first of all, whatever you're going to hear today is not uh, uh, the opinion of Moses. It's not like Moses is a philosopher and he's going to tell you his philosophy about life. You're going to hear the words of the man of God. And as we heard a few weeks ago on Wrestling with the Basics, Peter says about the men of God, right? That's what he said. He's thinking of Moses. He says, these guys did not write as they were moved by their will, but as they were carried along with the Holy Spirit. All right. So whatever we got here, this is from Moses. That's right. He wrote it, but it's actually coming from God because he's a man of God. And again, uh, who is writing it? <laughs> I know I've said that repeatedly. But Wait, who, okay, where's that have a point button? <laughs> Get away from there. You can't all touch right, that. All right. So, uh, yeah, so yes, Moses is... is and and that's what your big guy, right? What, yeah. what, 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 what have you been talking about the last few weeks? What, what, what happened to Moses? Yeah, so the past couple of weeks, so we were talking about the Exodus, yep, right? Yep, and Moses, yep. then we hear at the end of Deuteronomy, not allowed to go into the promised land. Yeah. He's buried and dies. But then he, we see him again years and years on later the Mount of, on the Mount of Transfiguration. So, so if Moses were to walk up to you, Moses would say, on the basis of what I experienced, here's what you need to know. So please note that. This is, this is the man of God telling us what, what he thinks is important for us to know. And yet, and, and by the way, right away, when it's Moses talking, you know there's going to be trouble, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> he usually repeats himself a lot, too, Moses, I've noticed. Like me. <laughs> that's it. So it's not that I'm being repetitious. I'm just being like Moses. And that's what I tell my wife. <laughs> I, I really do. Because do I, repeat, I repeat myself constantly. Hey, and then, uh, my... I'm just being mosaic. Well, but see, my, my problem with Moses is Moses is the guy that comes and tells you that the angel's going to come and kill all the firstborn. Moses yeah. is the guy that holds out his staff, and all, well, you talked about this last week, all the Egyptians die. Boom. Hold out your staff, and you're wiped out, you're dead. Moses is the guy that takes you to meet God, and God's on a mountaintop with earthquake and lightning and fire, and you're so scared, you think, oh, oh, you talk to him lest we die. Moses is the guy who leads you in the wilderness for 40 years until you do die. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, when you put it that way, should we really be reading well, the Psalms? Joe? I'm just telling you. You know, do you know what a trigger warning is? Do you know what a trigger warning is? What, Have you heard a that? Trigger warning. Well, that's the big thing. You don't know about this. This is the big thing in academics now. Oh, okay. That if you're a professor and you're going to talk about something in your class that might disturb your oh, students, oh, no. <laughs> you no have. Wonder to, I haven't heard of it. Well, no uh, but can- this is the big deal now. You have to have it in your uh, uh, prospectus. Yeah. A trigger warning, so people know we're going to cover this. Rather, that might be might be uncomfortable with this. All right. So when we say it's a, a, a prayer of Moses, yeah, you're probably going to be uncomfortable with what we're going to hear today. So consider this your trigger warning. That's that's right. But on the other hand, it, what is it of Moses? What does it say? It's a, it's a prayer. So we're going to look for something hopeful. We're probably not going to like what we're going to hear, but apparently there's going to be some hope because it's it's not just a statement, but it is a prayer that Moses is speaking for you and me and all our listeners. Isn't that cool? Moses has come back from the dead to talk to you and me and our we listeners. We get to listen in on Moses' prayer today. Yeah, and that, that, that is really cool. And and again, a four thousand year old prayer. 
Yeah. Even cooler. Yeah. So read there. Let's see how the prayer begins. All right. So we're finally going to start reading this. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good build-up, though. It was. <laughs> I'm listening now. All right. Here we go. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So here's the first part of the prayer, and it's also the first word to you and me, that the Lord is our what? Our dwelling place. And, And the Hebrew word there probably would be better translated refuge. In fact, there is another psalm that uses the same word. And in that same psalm, it talks about God being our rock and our fortress. Yeah, psalm 46. Right? There it is. Yeah. Really? You knew that off the top yeah, of your head? Yeah. Man, you are. You're young. When you get my age, I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> psalms. I don't remember the title. But anyway, yeah. So, okay. So, the Lord is our refuge. And what is a refuge, Matt? It's a place of security. Safety. Yeah. So if you got problems, you got troubles, it's where you run. Right now in our country, we have cities of refuge where, where people that maybe are having some issues in terms of whether they belong here, illegal immigrants. But in those cities, you, you don't have to worry about being deported. You're safe in those cities. Uh, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's, that's what a refuge is. Uh, um, and, 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 and the neat thing is, how long is the Lord going to be your refuge? Well, he's been doing it in all generations. All right, so it's not going to change. Yep. It's not going to end. Uh, I mean, there might be a, an election, and maybe a different leader gets uh, elected as mayor, and so maybe the laws will change, and they won't be cities of refuge anymore. Uh, but no, not not with God. In fact, remember the passage from Deuteronomy where God says, "I I, I love I'm I've got my steadfast love and commitment to a thousand generations." Yeah, how beautiful! All right, uh, and and by the way, if there's any question that God can pull this off, that He can be your refuge, uh, a brief reminder that He's the one that made the mountains and the earth and the world, and he's from everlasting to everlasting. Yeah. All right. So is that a good thing? Is Moses giving us some good stuff there? Well, so far, so good. I mean, not only is God powerful and eternal, but he also, hey, he's a refuge, a dwelling place. All right. So we're, we're, we're taking care so of So far, so good, Moses. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. as bad as you Well, but now, now, now read what he has to say next. Okay? okay. But please note that he begins by reminding us that the Lord is a refuge. You yes. got a problem, you got a trouble, you know where you can go running. And now here's the problem. Oh, here he goes. All right. Uh, You return man to dust and say, return, O children of man. Okay, so what's he alluding to there? Nice poetic language. That's what you expect in a hymn, right? Yeah, yeah. But what's he talking about when he says, you say to man? Uh, He's talking about death. Yeah. Uh, He's talking about, yeah, we're going to think of Adam being formed by dust, and someday we're going to return to dust. That's what we say right on Ash Wednesday, right? Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Yep, right out of uh, Genesis chapter 3. But what's striking here, though, what's striking here is the word return is the exact same word, but the word for dust isn't. Isn't that strange? All right. Because uh, I think in the Genesis text, dust is just, well, dust. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and, and the word here literally means to be something that's crushed into dust. So it's not just the dust itself, but it's actually the whole thing about being crushed. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's kind of scary. And you're going to pulverize, crushed. Pulverized Ugh. into dust. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Moses continues to read here. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. So so in case 
you weren't really uh, very intelligent like Matt and I. <laughs> Matt and I, I don't know. I, well, just scratch that statement. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. in case it you didn't get laugh, the, John. if you didn't get the point about the dust and returning the dust, that it was about death. He makes it pretty explicit here that that's what he's talking about. Right? He's repeating himself, right? Yep. He's yeah. just saying it a different way. There it but... is. <laughs> Being mosaic. I know. Just be mosaic. Just be a mosaic, honey. Uh, and, and, you know, it's fun because you can see this is Moses because what what key event that Moses wrote about does he reference here in the verses you just read? Uh, well, he's talking about the, the, you, you the grass, right? Well, the grass, but yeah, you sweep them yeah. away as a... Uh, or oh, sweep them away as a flood. All right. And so what's one oh, of the first things about that... floods, right? Right. He's the one that told us God comes, wipes out every single living, breathing thing. <laughs> Isn't yeah, that something? Yeah. Yep. Isn't that... I, I, you know, we, we put the little Noah's Arks in our children's rooms and we're thinking, really? <laughs> what do you want them to have? Nightmares? Because <laughs> the flood is all about him. Except for who? Who gets spared? Moses, or excuse me, <laughs> I know I do the I same thing all the Moses, time. Well, you keep talking about Moses. <laughs> okay, Noah, yeah, Noah, yeah. Noah and, and Mrs. Noah, and uh, their their three sons and their wives. Yeah, of course they don't get spared either. It just they get delayed. It gets put off, but they yeah, die too. Yeah, right? they become they, they just get, eventually too. Eventually right? too. All right. So he's wiping everybody out, just like he did with the flood. Uh, like, as you said, the grass, it's all gone. It's all done. Uh, um, keep on reading. Keep on reading. All right. Okay. For we are brought to an end by your anger and by your wrath. We are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sin in the light of your presence. Keep that in the back of your mind. We'll come back to that. Yikes. But, but read. Yeah. Yikes is right. Yikes is right. Yeah. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70 or by reason of strength 80, yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. All right, so your years are seven. Man, I'm 66. Whoa, I got four years to go. Borrow time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I just want to pick up what he said earlier, too, for a thousand years in your sight, or is but yesterday when it's passed as a watch in the night. Because here's the, here's the other thing Moses is making. Uh, tell us tell us about the lady that passed away in your parish. It, it, this, is, this is the working of the Lord that this conversation oh, came yeah. up before the show. Yeah, pre-show, uh, John was talking about his uh, oldest member passed. Yes. Away. Now, I said, Marguerite Schneider, who was 103 years old, was a former member of New Athens, coming back now for her funeral. We're bringing her back home for her funeral. But go ahead. And then I said, well, my oldest member just died, uh, Virginia Palazzolo. So she was 106 years old. Yeah, my, he's always uh, got to tell oh, me. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Uh, but she was going to be 107 in May, so next, next month. But um, yeah, yeah. And so, so from our perspective, we're thinking, yeah, that was good. These these ladies lived to be 100, 603. Yeah, this is wonderful. This is great. And Moses says, well, honestly to God, not really. Honestly, yeah, a, a thousand years are like a day to God. You think it's a great thing you lived to be 106? You think it was a great thing that people back in the Old Testament lived to be five or 600 years old? That's not a great thing. That's no time at all, is it? In fact, that's what he says. Uh, uh, their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. So, yeah, you get to live to an old age. Uh, the world thinks, oh, what a wonderful, great thing is. Those of us who are living to that great old age, you just wait, young blood. <laughs> it is exactly what he says. They're toil in trouble uh bill kime 
uh, up until Marguerite Schneider was the oldest person in our church, lived to be 96 years old, and uh, I would visit him, and he would quote this psalm every is time I right? would say, yeah, that's how it is, Pastor. That's how it is. So um, And so Moses says, yeah, even long life on this earth is not a good thing. That is not a good thing because it's all still going to end in death. And now, Matt, go back to that stuff that we uh, passed over and the stuff I said to keep in your memory. And why is all of this happening, Matt? Why are we going to die whether we live to be three or 103? It's all because of what? Our sin, our iniquities, verse 8 says. Yep. And the wrath of God. Read verse 11. Verse 11. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? Oh, all right. Thanks, Moses. <laughs> Not that we didn't warn you, yeah. right? We warned them. There was a trigger warning, No people. complaints and grumbling. Um, so that's what you get when you have Moses. <laughs> okay? And, and I'm thinking, he knew all about that, didn't it? The whole people he was supposed to lead to the promised land, he has to lead them until they all die. He himself, as you, as you illustrated so powerfully, he himself has to die and get buried by God. This is the consequence. And, and, and I'm sorry... Walt Disney. I, I, dear apologies to the Disney company. This is not the cycle of life, right? Or the circle of yeah, life. Isn't yeah. that what we say? Yeah, the, the circle? Yeah, the, the no, it isn't. King deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it might be for animals. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's how it works for animals. But it isn't for humans. Humans are not supposed to die. Humans are supposed to live forever. Every time you've mourned at the graveside of somebody you care for, that's not what God's plan was. Yeah. Eternity, that was the plan. But now there's death. That's how it is. And it's because of sin. And it's because of God's wrath against sin. Wow. What a great way to, 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 to go into Lent, huh? <laughs> yeah. But is that but not that's what Lent is? Contrition. What contrition. That's what Lent is all about. And that's what's yes. contrition. We're sinners and we're going to die. And that's what it is. And then, thank God, we have a poem, a prayer, rather. Not a poem, a prayer. Because read what he says now. Now we got a prayer. Verse 12, so yeah. teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. All right, so know if you're living to be 100, that's no big deal. You're still going to die. That's not what you should be rejoicing in, that you got to live to be 100. But keep on reading. What should we rejoice in? Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad as for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord God be upon us and establish the work of your our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So even though Moses knows and he knows very, very well that he is a sinner He's under the wrath of God, and the end result will be death. What are some of the hopeful things that Moses still prays for? This is re- incredible. These are the things he's praying for. And by the way, you don't pray for something you don't think you're not going to get. He prays for these things because this is fully what he expects the Lord will give him. Uh, although at this point, he doesn't know, does he, Matt? Remember, mm-hmm. he's writing not after he died, but before he died. But what are some of the things in there that Moses is looking yeah. for? Knowing a, that A heart of wisdom. Okay. Uh, the, the Lord's pity and compassion. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Steadfast love. Uh, let his work be shown to his servants, their glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord rest upon us. 
establish the work of our hands. Yeah. In fact, so when I, this is actually my Ash Wednesday sermon. Uh, and, and it was, I didn't even preach on that stuff because you don't, it's right there. Steadfast love. The works of our hands in, in established? How can that be? I'm going to die. And yet there's going to be something about what we've done here that will also have a lasting impact that will and their labors do follow them. Isn't that in the book yeah. of Job? Yeah. Their labors do follow them. Uh, uh, and, and I'm thinking, how can this be? Uh, having said that we're under God's wrath, having said that we're sinners, having said we're dying, how could all of these things be true? Well, let's go back to that word crushed. Can we go back to the okay, word yeah, crushed okay. again? Uh, that's translated dust, dust but it literally yes. means that which is crushed. Okay. So here's the cool thing. Go to Isaiah 53, if you would, please. Matt. Okay. Okay. So this word crushed, and, and I think Moses intentionally uses a different word there to catch our attention. Because obviously he wants us to be thinking about the uh, story of Adam and Eve and, and, and death from dust sure. to return. But he says, you got to know a little nuance here. Because the word crushed can mean to be just destroyed. In fact, in the Bible, it's what happens to the wicked. So God says, you're worrying about the wicked. Don't worry about them. I'm going to crush them. That's what the Bible says. So you don't need to worry about evil and wicked. I will crush it. But the word crush there also can mean those who are contrite, those who are sorry for their sins. In fact, there's a beautiful passage where God says, I will be with those who are humble and those who are crushed. Hmm. Isn't that ironic? The mm -hmm. very ones who are crushed are the ones the Lord promises he will be with. And then comes this beautiful prophecy in Isaiah 53, verse 5, if you would read it. Yeah. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was, oh, here we go, crushed yeah. for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes, we are healed. So there you go. There you go. That's the thing. Uh, that's why he uses the word crushed. And it's the same thing you taught us last week, right? When you were talking about the Exodus. It's all about Jesus. It's about where Jesus has gone, where he's leading, where we follow. Same thing here. Suffering death, sure, Jesus was crushed, wasn't he? He went through all of that. But the beautiful thing that Isaiah teaches us is why did he go through all of that? Yeah, for our transgressions, for yeah. our iniquities, to give us peace. And so there you have it. So even though we are sinners, even though we are going to die, and even though it will be because of the wrath of God, okay, uh, and yet we have hope if we have Jesus Christ. Uh, because he's been crushed for us. Uh, and, and, and so that's, that's so actually what we're doing for Lynn is we're doing Jesus in the Psalms. And I thought, oh, well, <laughs> not a lot of Jesus in Psalm 90. Uh, it is the word of Moses. It is the word of law. But there at the end, uh, Moses still knows what happens because we have Jesus. No, there's still the favor of the Lord. There's still mm -hmm. the, the uh, uh, steadfast love of the Lord, works will actually be established. Isn't that crazy, Matt? When you and I get to heaven, there are going to be people that are going to come up to us and say, you are those guys that did wrestling with the basics. And and they'll talk about whatever comfort and whatever hope. Maybe they'll talk about, oh, I was crushed. And then you reminded me, no, Christ has been crushed for me. And therefore, I I still can have hope and I can still pray and do all those things. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? Yeah. And, 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 and for all of our listeners, there are people right now that you're loving and you're caring for. And guess what? Here's the cool thing. You're going to be loving and caring for them in heaven, too. Yeah. That's not going to come to an end. I it's don't know. not in vain. And, it, and it's not our work. No. It's not because... It, it's because God is the one who establishes the work of our hands. God is the one doing it and gives it meaning and gives it purpose and gives it fruit. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the cool yeah. thing. I thank you because it is he's the one that. So you don't need to worry about it. He's the one that's going to establish it. That's right. All right. Do we know what we're talking about next week? We have no idea, Joe. All right. Did we know what we were talking about <laughs> no this week? We had no idea. Oh, no, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no different than any other Saturday. <laughs> but do trust us. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.